We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. It's Saturday, and welcome to Pack-A-Day, your 24-7, 365-day-a-year Packer podcast. You can tweet us at, at Pack-A-Day Podcast, or you can find us on our brand-new Facebook page. Just type in Pack-A-Day, and please like us. We're already up to about 100, I believe. I'm Jake Turner, alongside my partner in crime, 32 years in the business, and longtime Packer fan. He is Mark Echo. Mark, how's it going? I'm good, Jake. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. All right, so the Packers have gotten over this rainy loss to the Washington Redskins. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back from back practicing again. Aaron Jones is starting to get something going. But something interesting happened over the last couple of days. Now, fans are blaming Mike McCarthy for not uh, playing Aaron Jones a lot more here. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, well, people, listen, I'm not here to be Mike, Mike McCarthy's, um, you know, apologist by any means, but Mike McCarthy had very little to do with that loss to the, to the Redskins, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. People, you know, uh, yes, did Aaron Jones look good? Yes. Yes, he looked very yep. good. But people wanted him now. Now, I will say this. I think my biggest complaint of, of Coach McCarthy is he does get away from the run too soon and, and too often, but we don't know if that's him. Aaron Rodgers gets to change the play, you know. I mean, some of those plays could be runs, and Rodgers could look at what he sees at the line and say, "Nah, we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna throw here." So we don't, we don't know all that. Number one, number two, Aaron Jones 
practiced very little in preseason because he was banged up a little bit, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he hardly played in preseason, right? That's correct. Okay. Then he then he has to serve that ridiculous two game su- suspension. Yep. So so he's a, he's away from the team entirely. He can't be at practice, can't be in the facility, can't be anywhere near them for two weeks. Comes back. You're not going to give the guy 20 carries his first game back. That's that's how hamstring injuries happen. Right. That's how growing pools happen. Now this week against the Bills, I expect this. Now he had six carries last week, 42 yards. Now I would like to see him maybe double that this week. Maybe that, let's see him get 12 carries, and then going forward, yes, eventually he'll he'll get his 18 to 20 some carries a, a week and, and be the guy. And and I think he's I think you know you you saw in, the, in, the, in his limited work that he can be an explosive, dynamic runner, and I think he he will be. But to to say you know oh they should give him the ball more to for no I mean. Listen, you know, fans, I know, fans get excited, and when the Packers are losing, they, they want to, you know, they panic, they want to pull out all the stops and do it. Relax, as Aaron Rodgers told us a couple of years ago, just relax. <laughs> that was a terrible game. It was a terrible game. All three phases of the game were terrible. Yes. But I don't think it was, I mean, I, again, if it was McCarthy's fault, I, I'd put it all on him. He didn't, he didn't tell Randall Cobb to drop those passes. He didn't, right. he didn't coach Lance Kendricks to drop that ball. That would have been a long gain and could have turned the game around. You know, he didn't tell um, the, the referee to make another bad call against Clay Matthews. I mean, there was a lot of things that went wrong in, in that game. Um, and as ba- but as bad as the Packers played, if they if if Cobb and Kendricks make simple catches, they probably win that game. Or they're right at the, it's coming right down down to the wire. Yeah, I felt like the Packers lost that game. I didn't feel like the Redskins won that. I mean, yeah, kudos to them. They got the win. But, yeah, those drops, those were some really bad drops. And it's not just that. I mean, once again, we come back to this old story. This is the third time in a row that the Green Bay Packers have had a poor start. Why are they starting so poor right out the gate? That's a good question. Um that you could put on the coach a little bit if, if you're saying that they're mm-hmm. not prepared for what the other team is doing. Um, and then again, part of it could be, and I, I, again, I, I don't like to use excuses or injuries or, or any that kind of no. stuff, but Rodgers is starting slowly. Yep. At least, at least the last, you know, and maybe it's because he didn't practice the last two. Now, he did get a little bit in this week, more than he had the, the, the last two. Um so maybe that's part of it. Maybe it take, it's taking him a little. You know, people don't understand, especially the Packers, any offense, any NFL offense, but especially an offense like the one the Green Bay Packers run, is based off a lot of timing and a lot of um, you know being in the right place, at the right time, and the pay. You know, him and him and his receivers have to be in sync. And if they're not seeing him all week, if if they're catching passes from from, from Kaiser and um. I can't think of the kids' name. Now. Boyle all all week. It's a different. It's a different. It's the same system per se, but it's not the same yeah. guy. So that's when when you see a game when a backup comes into a game. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, it, it takes time and things don't work all the way because it's a different guy. So maybe that's part of it. Um, but they have. To, I mean, what bothered me the most. And last, and, the, and I don't want to let, let's move ahead of the Reds. Let's start talking about the Bills. But yeah. what bothered me the most about the the, the Redskin loss, mm-hmm. but then what showed me some good signs in the same breath is the defense. Defense was abysmal the first half. I mean, yeah, allowing twenty eight points to a mediocre Redskin offense. Mm-hmm. 
in the first half, that's that's just uh, that. I mean, I don't. <laughs> that was that's uncalled for. You can't let you can't let the Redskins score twenty eight points on you in a game for yeah. a half. And then the second half, whatever they did, they they looked like a different team, that different defense. And they, I think the Redskins. I mean, they only scored three points, and that three points came after Cobb's fumble. Um, so you can make the point if Cobb doesn't fumble, the Redskins might have scored in the second half. So um, that you know that they did, they did whatever they did the second half. They should have done the whole game, and it would have, it would have been a different game also. So um, and, and and again, it comes down to two things with the defense: mm-hmm. not enough pressure. And that was a, the Redskins had, had had what two starters missing on the offensive line. You got to yeah. take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. I don't care who, why, how, but you got to take advantage of the team. That, the team's down two two starters. They didn't get enough enough pressure on Smith, and the play the play the safeties was just not up to up to standards. Yeah, I felt like just last week as a whole. I mean, it was just a very strange week in the NFL, and I and this yeah. is the time when teams really start to rise up and wake up and. You know, the Vikings take on the Rams yesterday and stuff like that. But, I mean, this is a golden opportunity for the Packers to get back on track. they got the Bills coming in this weekend. It's at Lambeau Field. It's one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. I mean, if you're the Packer fans should not be worried right now. I mean, they still got weaponry, and then you got Aaron Jones coming back for a second week in a row. And I'd also have to say this, Mark, because this was actually my favorite part. But... Yeah, when I was going through uh, PackersTalk.com this week, I was writing up this article about, uh, you know, Brashad Breeland coming in. And then also nice at the same time, Mike Pettin talking about how, hey, we got to get this defense going here. We're not waiting till midseason here. That should be a glimmer of hope for fans, right? It should be, but let's see it on the field now. Right. Like you said, and I, and I couldn't agree more. They're playing the Bills, yes, and, and the Bills – showed you last week that they're not maybe as bad as they looked the first couple games. They did they mm-hmm. did take the Vikings apart in Minnesota. Yep. And the, the Packers before the game should thank them for, for that and then go out and kick their ass. Um, <laughs> but, but they have to. I mean, this is a game. If the Packers play poorly again and lose at home to the Bills and drop the one, then then we can say, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Something's wrong with yeah. this team. There's something needs to be fixed. Something mm-hmm. needs to go. Something needs there. It's it's then you know. But but if they beat the Bills, you know, play well, beat the Bills. Now they're two one and one. Not what they hope to be, but still, like you said, it's a crazy league right now. It's just you know the Houston the, the, the Houston Texans, a team that I thought was a playoff team in the AFC. I thought a team I thought could go deep in the playoffs. Are zero three lost to the Giants at home last week. I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on, on on there, but you know they 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 have to be asking themselves what's up. You know the Vikings are are, are one two and one. Um, you know the the Cowboys are one and two. There, there's a lot of teams that are that are in worse shape than the Packers right, right now. Um, and like you said, they, Aaron Jones is, is back. I like the addition. I don't know if he'll help immediately this week. I think he might play some, but I think by middle of the year and going forward, I think the addition of, of, of Breland was a very good move. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's a, that is a very low-risk, high-reward kind of guy. You sign him for a minimum contract. I, I thought it was a very brilliant move because this is something that we are not used that Packer fans are not exactly. used to. I mean, Ted Thompson would just be like, nah, just let... Just let Kentrell Bryce out there, and 
You know, our secondary will just mess up all they want. But Brian Gutekunst was like, okay, we got Devon House going to the IR. We got to bring in somebody to really open up this off this defense, open up the secondary, and learn from a veteran that actually gives a damn to make something happen here. Because I feel like, Mark, and we talk about this, man, I feel like Ha Clinton Dix is just not a leader. He's not proving it to me right now. And he's a veteran, and there's just nobody to rally around at the cornerback or safety spot. Well, it's got to it's be Tremont Williams. Yeah, Dix, I like Clinton Dix more than most people. And I don't think, okay. I think he gets, he's not great. Is he a great player? Is he just, is he an all-pro? No. He's a good player. But he's not as bad. I think with other people around him, mm-hmm. he's, no now. he's been awful. I mean, well, and, I, and again, he's an undrafted free agent. He's not supposed to be starting. He's no, supposed to be a special teams be. player and a, and a decent backup. And that's kind of what he is. But you're putting him in a, in a key role because of other moves you made that haven't panned out. Mm-hmm. So he, he ascended to, to where he is. He's, that's not what he was supposed to be. Clinton Dixon, in a first-round pick, should be playing. And, and should be probably a little better than, than he is. But yeah. I mean, he, he does have a couple picks. He, is, he, he, he does make some plays. Um, his problem is, he need, like, you, like you said, he's not a leader by no means. But that's why, and you and I, you know, texted briefly about this during mm-hmm. the game last, last week. And now with the addition of Breland, I, like, I think it's even more possible is Tremont Williams moving to safety. Yeah, you've been so high up on that. I mean, well, he did, did that because work? He did it in Cleveland. He played a little safety in Cleveland. Okay. Under Pat. So there is a there's something there. You know, what I mean, there's a precedent there. He's played in, in this in Mike Patton's defense. He has played safety. Well, okay. Don't they need a safety? They have. I mean, if Breland can come in and play, and if King now King practiced Friday, so hopefully they can get him back on the field. Mm-hmm. So if you have King and Alexander and Jackson and Breland at corner. I, I don't mind those those four corners. No, me neither. Now, so I could I could live with 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 with, um, with Williams moving to safety. And then if you all right, here here's my point with 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 Clinton Dix. When Clinton Dix okay. was at his best, he had Morgan Burnett in his ear. Mm-hmm. Morgan Burnett, who I think was one of the he he, he kind of reached his as well. You know, he was going to downslide now. With, you know, thirty years old, whatever, but. Probably one of the smartest players the Packers have ever had back there, and I think he he was a leader, and he was the, he was the brains of the operation. And I think he he if Clinton Dix was lined up improperly or was in the wrongs, Burnett was there to say, "Oh, hey, Kyle, get over there," or move, you know, "No, no, we're we're in this, not not that." I don't think they have anybody to, anybody doing that now, and I think Williams could if Williams was playing if Williams was playing next to Dix. I think Dix will play a lot better. I think. I, again, I, I could be. This could be way off base. I'm thinking, you know, I don't, have, I don't have any sources telling me this. This is just me looking at things and adding up two and two and trying to come up with four. Um, but, it, but I think I think a move with Tremont Williams to, to safety would make this secondary pretty good. The other thing I might want to see. Okay. You're gonna like this one. Play the kid. Let's let's see some Raven Green. He can't be worse, right? Yeah. I say put in the Raven, and we see and and we see Kendall Bryce nevermore. <laughs> right. This is the Pack a Day podcast here on iTunes and Buzzsprout. I'm Jake Turner, and alongside Mark Echo of BobAgainFootball.com, 32 years in the business. Uh, 
Uh, glad to have you joining us here on this Saturday as we uh, preview the Packers and the Bills matchup here. Uh, let's go to the the offensive line right now. So Brian Balaga, limited participation. Justin McRae looks like he's going to be out. Byron Bell, oh my goodness, Mark. Uh, that right side, they got to do something really quickly and keep Rodgers up, you know, so he can stay healthy. Well, the Packers dodged a, dodged a big bullet. It looks like Bullock is going to be okay. Yeah, I heard that. Um, when he went out last week, and I thought, oh, no, it's his back. He's going to be out six weeks or so, yeah. maybe the season. Who knows? I mean, just, I would, you always think the worst case, right? Um, he, you know, he, he, was, he was limited in practice all week, but that's, that's just smart. You don't want him. You don't win games. I mean, he, he Ryan Bullock has been around long enough that he doesn't have to, you know, go full tilt in practice every mm-hmm. day. So, um, it looks like he, he could be fine. Now, hopefully it doesn't act up again on him, whatever happened. And hopefully it's, you know, he can, he can get, get through it. Um, Bell's a veteran. He's been around. He's much better at guard than he is at tackle. Um, okay. I don't, I don't think it's a big difference him and McCray. I really, I don't, I don't, I didn't think McCray was playing great. Um, but the, you know, they, but you're right. They do have to, they have to give Rogers something. I don't think that's been a, it's been a little bit of a problem, but not. Why does that has to get rid of the ball quicker? Mm-hmm. When when this offense has, has looked good, whether it was the second half against the Bears, whether it was during the Viking game, and on a couple of that the opening drive in the second half last week against the Redskins was pretty darn good. They went right down the field. It was like thirteen plays, whatever it was. When they, they cut it to eleven points, and then they were moving again, and that's when they had to drop. Um, but but when they're when when the offense is at its best. It's been, is when Rodgers is the quick timing, bang, bang, Adams for seven, Cobb for six, Allison for six, but eight, 12, and then maybe the, maybe the receiver breaks one and takes an eight-yard pass and goes 20 with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mixing in Jones and Williams a little bit. I don't know. But then, and then when a defense starts to come up, then, then Rodgers can, can hit the big one. But sometimes he holds that ball a little, just a tad too looking for the looking for that 35-yard pass instead of just taking the six-yard pass. Well, there you go, Packer fans. You hear how optimistic Mark Echo is right now, currently, about uh, this offensive line, then we Don't should be. I wouldn't go that far, but I'm not trying to just... Hey, we're trying here. We're trying here. Okay, all right. so okay. all right. So the Packers kick off at noon Central Time on uh, Sunday at Lambeau Field. Uh, how do the Packers uh, win this game? Play well. Play to your – I mean, they're a better team than the Bills. Yes. So just, I mean – Again, the Bills, the Bills will, are, are going to come after Roger. That's that's what they did. That's how they beat the Vikings last week. They went after Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean McDermott is a, is a is a protege of of, of Jim Johnson, mm-hmm. um, who I covered for a long time as Eagles defensive coordinator. Uh, now, now, Sean doesn't blitz quite as much as Jim Johnson did, but he but he will come. I mean, he. His, his defense is predicated on getting pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come. Packers have, like I said, that's why the short, quick, bang, bang, bang. Uh, you know, there'll be guys open. Um, the Bills have an excellent quarterback in, in Trey White. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can go, I think you can go against, I think you can attack the other side and over the middle with them. Um, and, and, you know, so, and run the ball. You know, they have to got to be a little more balanced. You can't you can't have a have an offense where it's you know two to one passing running. It's got to be. I'm not saying it's got to be fifty fifty, but sixty forty maybe. You know, use Williams and Jones. Um, 
those I think I think they can score some points on the, on the Bills. And then defensively, you got a rookie quarterback, right? Kid making his second or third start. Yeah, got, you got to you got to confuse him. This mm-hmm. is up to Mike Patton now, who's been around. You know, I think a good good defensive schemer come up with some schemes, come up with some with some wrinkles that this rookie hasn't seen before. Confuse him, make him throw a couple picks, get the ball back for your offense. Um, the, the Bills receivers, I think, are average at, at best. Um, they have the, the the big kid Benjamin, but he, you know he's he's a big, strong guy, but not not a burner. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys are Zay, Zay Jones is uh, you know he's he's okay. There's there's nothing that really scares you. The tight end doesn't scare you. Um, they have a good running back in Le, LeSean McCoy, but he's a little banged up, so you put some hits on on him early too, and, and let him know that you know he's not going to be able to just have an easy game. Uh, I don't. Yes, I. I, I this is funny. Um, in our views of the game on on BobMcGinnFootball.com, I, I had to make I made my uh, pick, and I, I asked the question: When was the last time the Packers' defense won the game for them? And I said, in my mind, I think I think you have to go back to opening day in Seattle last year. Oh my goodness, you're right. Am, am I wrong? I mean, I'm kind oh, of. Oh, you're right. Well, I think they're gonna, I think they're going to call on the defense to win the game again. So I I could see the Packers' defense. Looking bad, like last week, they looked worse than they really are. Yeah, not as bad as, as, as they looked in effort. They, they, they can't be. No, I think they're going to look. I, I think this is going to be a week where people are going to say, "Wow, hey, the Packer defense is really good." Well, no, it's not going to look as good as, as, it, as it, it's not going to always be this good. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a week. I think the Bills' offense with a rookie quarterback, a banged-up running back, and an average group of wide receivers is a perfect recipe for this Packer defense to to put up some. Get some turnovers, um, get maybe get a couple sacks, you know, keep the running game in check, and and come away where the, the defense can feel good about itself and say, hey, we're why we won today. Final question, Mark: Who wins and why? Green Bay wins. They're the better team. They're home. Like I said, I think the defense puts up a, a good effort. I I see. I don't know if this is easy because nothing really comes easy, but. I think this is a game where in the fourth quarter you can take a deep breath and, you know, have a drink, celebrate. <laughs> I'm looking at maybe like 20 to 6 or something like like that. Well, I tell you what, I'll text you a picture of uh, Jack and Coke as, as they remain go. victorious. How about that? All right, sounds like, sounds like a plan. <laughs> I tell you what, Packer fans, uh, that's one thing you got to do. Uh, tweet us at, at Packaday Podcast as well. Uh, tell me what your favorite uh, part of victory is when the Packers win, and uh, we might uh, read it on the air here. But, uh, Mark, as usual, great stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, All right. Well, that's it for our Pack-A-Day podcast. Hope you enjoyed that here on this great Saturday morning. Packers-Bills kickoff at noon Central Time. Don't miss a minute of that game. But as for now, make sure that you find us on iTunes, Buzzsprout, and, of course, uh, Google Play. But for next time here, for Mark Eckel, I'm Jake Turner, and this has been your 24-7, 365-day-a-year Packer podcast. I'm Jake Turner, and always... Go Pack Go. We'll see you next time. Snap to A-Rod, looking around and waiting. Loves it. Deep down the right side. Allison in the end zone. Makes a spectacular catch. Did he hang on? Touchdown! What a throw and what a catch. They beat Kyle Fuller.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.